0: Welcome to my canning cellar, season two, episode one, where my purpose is still not to teach anyone how to can their food, but rather just tell you how I can our food. I started my canning adventures in real earnest during the pandemic year of 2020 when I didn't get to have my grandchildren over every day like I was used to. I had a void to fill, and if I have to eat, filling the void with food seemed like the perfect solution. Although I haven't been recording for a couple of weeks, I have still been canning, but I mostly hadn't been canning anything different. I canned 13 half pints and 8 pints of mac and cheese, 5 more pints of squash relish, 5 pints and 6 quarts of coleslaw with apples, 1 quart of coleslaw with rhubarb per my husband's request, which he deemed a good combo, 8 pints of coleslaw with apples and raisins, and 4 quarts of apple slices in cranberry juice with some added cinnamon and sugar. And my 9-year-old granddaughter made strawberry jam using frozen strawberries from my wonderful neighbors, and she took them up a jar a few days later. As you can see, I've been slightly coleslaw obsessed. And as a reminder, the basic recipe I use for that crunchy coleslaw is from Just a Pinch website, and I'll put the link in the show description. So my new adventure today was I canned seven pints of herb potatoes and I used rosemary, thyme, and dill and I topped each jar with boiling chicken broth and I'll post the link from where I got my basic recipe and directions. The equipment I used was my Presto Precise Digital Canner, a small pot, two larger pots, a colander, a potato peeler, my favorite small paring knife, a canning funnel, a debubbler tool, vinegar and paper towels, an oven mitt, a jar lifter, and a dish towel, along with my usual garb of the vintage snap front apron my late mom gave me many years ago. I do not like to can without it. I started washing and peeling the potatoes as the chicken broth was starting to get to a boil. These were potatoes that were given to me, and they had no variety name on the bags, so I can't help anyone there with what kind might be better or not as good. I diced the potatoes into pieces no larger than two inches for even heat distribution reasons. I put them in a pot of cold water, into which I'd added a dollop of lemon juice, known as acidified water. And, of course, I had to Google it to figure out what that even meant. Now, I'm trying to figure out things to enter into our local fair. That's coming up in a few weeks. So my goal was to dice these potatoes as evenly as possible, which does go against my usual hurry-up nature, but this time I wanted to do a little more even job. I used about five pounds of smallish potatoes. I had to discard some pieces that were grayish. My sister gave me some fresh rosemary and thyme from my niece's herb garden, and I also ended up using some of my dried rosemary and my dried dill as I ran out of the fresh herbs, and I didn't have any dried thyme on hand. I've never really known how to use herbs, so normally I don't buy them. The dried rosemary came from our lovely neighbors. So after dicing the potatoes, and after they had been sitting in the acidified water, I drained them and rinsed them, and then I let them sit in fresh plain cold water for about another 15 minutes. Then I put some of the diced potatoes into the jars, added a teaspoon of the herbs, then I filled the potatoes to the top at about the inch mark, Then I added the hot chicken broth. I debubbled and added more broth if I needed to get to that inch headspace again. Because I assume the judges will fault me for decreased liquid, as many food items are prone to having, I knowingly overfilled the jars. I wiped each rim with a vinegar-soaked paper towel, put on the lids which I had sitting in a little pot of from-the-tap hot water, and I finger-tightened the rings. The pressure canner time was 35 minutes for the pints. I've often found it to be true that if any jar comes out of my canner with the food not bubbling, then that jar may not seal. I actually had two jars not visibly bubbling this time, yet they both did eventually sealed. And despite overfilling the jars with broth, only two are at a level I think would satisfy the judges. But I have never entered a home canning entry at a fair before, so I could be off the mark. So after the pressure canner let me know that it was all done... I let it set for about 10 minutes. And the reason I let it set for about 10 minutes instead of removing my jars immediately is because a while ago I did so with my turkey broth and a couple of the jars were not very happy and they actually spit liquid out. So if it makes my pressure canner happy so it doesn't do a fire and brimstone act, I'll let the jar sit for about 10 minutes. Lots of canners, including myself, I've gotten pretty discouraged by lids that buckle while processing. I am very careful to only finger tighten my rings on lids, but it happens sometimes. And sometimes those jars will still seal, and when they do, they make a loud pop. I think that the generic lids are sometimes made thinner, so they just don't take the pressure well. That said, I have had success with generic lids, and I have had fails with name brand lids. I have noticed that most of my lids this summer have sealed without the lovely sound of the ping. And I miss that sound. But as long as a jars seal, I can deal with the lack of fanfare, albeit reluctantly. Thank you so much for visiting me at my canning cellar. Talk soon. Stay safe.